0: how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
2: We lost a few games. Tough. That was District 5. Now we're the Ducks. Yeah. And the Ducks are undefeated. All right. Quack. 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 Quack.
0: Quack. 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 Clack, clap,
1: Clack, clap, clap,
0: clap, 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 Oh yeah. Welcome in. We don't have an intro for this yet <laughs> because this is a new iteration of our movie review series. A little over a year ago we launched Action Movie Rewind. We did about 45 action movies. We're gonna definitely go back to Action Movie Rewind at some point. Uh, the masses were also clamoring for us to to expand our horizons, so we did we did a handful of rom com rewinds, and that's been a blast. And we will also keep doing those. But it's been a year since we dove into the movie review business here on Mackie and Judd, yep. and we have yet to review a true sports movie. There's been some. Rom-coms with sports themes and an NBA Finals rom-com. Yes, I'll right. right? lose a guy in 10 days.
1: Sacramento Kings against the Knicks in the NBA
0: Finals. But we have yet to, <laughs> we have yet to actually dive into a sports movie review. And yep. so consider this the launch of Mackie and Judd's sports movie review. And Declan, if you just, I mean, cut yeah. me off with a soundbite at any point here. Mighty Ducks, the original Mighty Ducks from 1992, a Minnesota-based sports Movie mm-hmm. classic.
2: District 5 Pee Wee hockey team. I'm Gordon Bombay. I'm the new coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> afraid
2: so, dude. <laughs> Got the roster right here Averman, Dave, Conway, Charlie, Paul, Terry. Now, here's the long and the short of it I hate hockey and I don't like kids. This supposed to be a pep talk. Look, I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience maybe one day one of you will even write a book about it in jail sir a goalie Uh, only for a little while i'm uh, moving back to philly thank you for sharing that No problem. (laughs) all right get out on the ice let me see a leave of absence he can't do that he can't stop me from working he's not i am that was my condition gordon you need a break you're too wrapped up in your work sir my work is my wife that's just my point The community service will do you good. It'll teach you compassion, a sense of fair play, how to fit in. Community service? This is horrible. You'll get used (laughs) to it. And hopefully you'll come back a better person and a better attorney, which is why I'm keeping you on salary and have arranged a driver for you.
0: Gentlemen, after reckless young lawyer Gordon Bombay, played by Emilio Estevez, gets arrested for (laughs) drunk driving, (laughs) he must coach a kid's hockey team for his community service. Gordon has experience on the ice, but he's not super eager to return to hockey, a point hit home by his tense dealings with his own former coach, Jack Riley, played by Lane Smith. The reluctant Gordon eventually grows to appreciate his team, which includes promising young Charlie Conway, played by Josh Jackson, later on famous for being in Dawson's Creek, and leads (laughs) them to take on Riley's tough players, the Hawks. Only 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, Very which low. is just a travesty. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says the Mighty Ducks has feel-good goals, but only scores a penalty shot for predictability. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, yeah. 14, okay. $14 million budget turned into $51 million at the box office, so it was pretty successful. Yep. Amelia Estevez, Josh Jackson, Jussie Smollett was in this. He's He was in that... Um, well, he had a huge controversy yeah. where he like, faked getting he like faked getting assaulted. I didn't know he was in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He was oh, man. He was one of the he was one of the, kids, the kids on the team. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was directed by Stephen Herrick, who also directed Mr. Holland's Opus, Hundred One Dalmatians, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The Three Musketeers, and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, so, great, great little run. Great, great movie. 90s. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead's fantastic. Yeah. So this was the first now Declan, you've seen this before. Plenty of times. Oh yeah. Okay. Numerous times. Right. It's been a few years. I've seen this yeah. a million times, and we also might have to do D2 and D3 at some point. And the new series just came out on, on Disney+. plus. But this was Judd Zulgad. Judd Zulgad, noted hockey obsessor slap and enthusiast. Shot. Love Slapshot, the movie, yes. Lifelong Minnesotan. So, yep. like, two things that are themes yep. in your life. Yep. And you've never seen the Mighty Ducks until this week. So we'll start with Judd, your key takeaway from this movie.
1: Well, first of all, in my defense, I was twenty-two-ish when when this came out, and this is not exactly a film for a twenty-two-year-old who is uh, young and going to bars. And I, it's. It, it, what do you mean? It's there's a, there's a ton of drinking in this movie. <laughs> a little too much, actually. Well, yeah. First of all, Gordon Bombay, y- y- you didn't just drink and drive. You were swerving all over the place, and you were completely. I love the fact that he's going like. Eighty miles an hour downtown or something, and he's In a like, "Blizzard, dr- by the way, and, yeah. yeah." And he's drinking and he's swerving and he's a lawyer and he doesn't think to himself, "I really should slow down and probably shouldn't be drinking with an
0: open bottle right now." Actually, since you brought that up, can we just get right into that? Because that's one of my main takeaways from this movie too is that. He might be the worst and dumbest buzzed driver of all time. Like you, sh- you, sh- not you should buzzed. not be drunk he's, driving and buzz driving. He's loaded. He has an open an open bottle of beer that he's just pounding. Which he and throws, throws in the back. Throws in the back. <laughs> he's cranking music. He's swerving in and out. He's going too fast, and and it's a blizzard outside. I mean, what is wrong with him? Yeah.
1: So my takeaway is this, though, and it gets back to the central character in said film, Gordon Bombay is a tortured soul who has no idea who he is and he doesn't need community service he needs intense therapy okay intense therapy first of all throughout the entire film he rides a roller coaster of emotion that's not healthy like at, at the first party he's a jerk to the kids and then he softens up but then but then as soon as things turn against him he sort of becomes a jerk again and then he softens up he's a he, he's an immature brat so that's one thing. The other thing is he has no clue what he's doing with his entire life to the point of he coaches a peewee hockey team. Okay, that's cool. Peewee hockey team. He's a former really good peewee player from 1973. So if if, if we extrapolate this and say that was 1973, and now he's a lawyer in present day, which I think was supposed to be 1992.
0: Ninety one is or ninety one film, okay, yeah. and
1: he's spo- and so he is now going to go for a minor league hockey tryout at the end. Like, dude, you just coached a pee wee team. You haven't coached in or you haven't played in years, and you hate and you supposedly uh, quit dude, playing. He scored like, like
0: one hundred ninety goals in a pee wee season. Man. Wait, he's in nineteen seventy
1: three, this is like eighteen years out. After- anyway, the point being, fast hands
0: don't leave you. The fast hands don't. <laughs> anyway, <leave you. laughs>
1: Gordon Bombay has no bleeping clue what he's doing in life. He needs help, and he shouldn't be around children because he's going to screw them up too. Um, and so my takeaway was this character, incredibly flawed, messed up, <laughs> needed help. The last thing that he should have been doing at the end was getting on a bus to go to some, like, American hockey league or international we'll, hockey we'll league. we get into that. Try out. Yeah. Um, I, I,
0: yeah. He he he! I will That's give you. I he is very, he is very codependent, and you'll see in future ducks movies, which we will review at least oh, one more future ducks movie Because sure the they because the, the themes get even more ridiculous. But uh, there is a, there is at one point he like gets slicked back hair and gets all like he becomes nationally famous and he rides the roller coaster of life. I think he could maybe read a book or two about stoicism and yeah. meditation. Can I just say this too? A little bit.
1: So so I. I actually went back and looked at the background of this film itself to find out where it started and stuff. The problem that this film had was this. It was written as a serious film. Like it was supposed to be – the Bombay character was supposed to be messed up, and then Disney bought it, and they're like, oh, no, has to be a family film. And keep in mind, too, you guys, keep in mind, too – the North Stars, Norm Green wanted to move the North Stars around this time to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And he was wow. going to. And the league stopped him. Stopped him and basically said, you can go anywhere but there because this film was so successful that the Mighty Ducks, they were bound and determined to launch a team with Disney involved in the league, which they did.
0: And they did. And so so what? just real quick on that note. So... The league launched the Mighty Ducks off the back of this movie like a year or two later. And instead of of paying an entry fee to the league, like when an expansion team comes in, like whenever the next NBA team comes in, whether it's in Las Vegas or in Seattle, they're going to pay like a $200 million entrance fee, and then that will be spread across the owners. So Anaheim paid a $50 million fee just to the LA Kings so that they could – be in the backyard and not. It was sort of a, "Hey, we're sorry, Kings. We're gonna we put a team in your backyard." Um, so yeah. Anyways, Declan, what was your main takeaway? All right.
3: So it's been a few years since I've seen this movie. Um, I've seen it, you know, a dozen of times. Uh, my main takeaway is this, and it it struck me the first opening scene, and then I was I was struggling with it throughout the course of the film. I'm actually I'm gonna have to defer to Phil for this conversation. My main takeaway was. I couldn't tell if Judd was more like Coach Riley or Coach Bombay. So, Coach <laughs> Riley, Coach Riley, Coach Riley.
0: Coach Riley.
3: <laughs> you missed this shot, kid. You're not just letting. You're not just letting the team down. You're letting me down too. Like he's like he is just imposing his will on like an eight year old who, by the way, his his yes. dad died. Like he yeah. like he is tough love, dude. He he is just a hard ass. And and this clip even Sue when when they're confronted with one another. Bunch
2: of losers. That's right, Coach. They are losers. We hate losers, don't we? They don't even deserve to live. Maybe you're right. Maybe banks won't make a difference. But at least we're playing by the rules. Why'd you turn against me, Gordon? For six years, I taught you how to skate, I taught you how to score, I taught you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats. And now look at yourself you're not even a has been, you're a never was.
0: (laughs) Great line. Um Good. those kids not understanding sarcasm and that a, one of the most infuriating parts of the I got notes on that, I've got notes on yeah, that too. That, that, Idiot. Yes. So so I
3: think Terrible it is writing. more Coach Riley, but then but then Bombay, right? Like Bombay also teaches the kids faking injuries, right? He needs there there's some little help that he needs to give his life back. I see some Judd Zolget and Coach Bombay as well.
1: Well the co- the coaching kids how to cheat to me. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Boom. And and then they're and then they're like all mad about I don't cheat. I'll bleep you. You're terrible. Yeah. This yeah. guy's you, you, a lawyer and this guy's a lawyer. He's showing that, you
3: shortcuts. That opening scene when he meets the kids and and he asks who's the goalie and he goes, "Uh it's it's me, coach, but I'm moving to Philly. I won't be here long." Thank you for sharing. Like I can see Judd coaching moves. a Wee team. But but that's he the never thing moves is either. if
1: you tell me if you're a fat kid and you're going to move, move.
3: Yeah. So I, my main takeaway was I saw Jud Zolgad in both, and I was trying to figure out I'm if not he was co
1: Riley. No, because I I wouldn't. I no, the, that guy is a psychotic competitor. I'm not. I'm more of a. Dude, I think. More- I think.
0: I think if you were a coach, I don't think you'd be exactly like either one, yeah. but I think you would yeah. be super impatient with oh, yeah. incompetent people. Yeah. And so you would you would get you would definitely get super, super mad at like some of the players that make mistakes. I Yeah,
1: again. Again.
0: Again. So so yeah, my main takeaway was I, I, I saw a lot of
3: Judd Zolgad in like in, in the first five minutes of this film. <laughs> I could Pompey. I could That's I crazy. saw it in both of <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> All right. My my main takeaway from this movie. Is that this might be the greatest coaching job in hockey history? Yeah, I got notes on this. Okay, let's let's think about <laughs> I got, yeah. let's think about I got how just it. creative and brilliant Gordon Bombay is at maximizing your roster. You want to talk about like Kevin Cash and before he went to the Dodgers, Andrew Friedman with the Rays, just taking ragtag waiver claim players and drafted players and eighth round picks and winning ninety games every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude he he invents the flying v and and scores a huge goal in the championship game i got thoughts on that wait for it and and teaches them how to cross the blue line without being offsides which is great uh he's i mean the creativity he brings figure skaters to a hockey team for more mobility for more speed and for the distraction factor he teaches fulton reed how to skate just enough to That's... rip that slap shot in key moments which you, you never see which you never see he saw it twice. He saw it two twice, but No,
1: but he never. But you never see him like teach him. He just basically. He just.
0: Well, they told no, they, they had him. They had him skating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had him skating in the skyways downtown Minneapolis yeah, on rollerblades. I yeah, could he, 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 he was at hockey practice with yeah. them too, skating through the cones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, he turns Goldberg. He he instills confidence in Goldberg <laughs> and Carly <laughs> Conway. And I mean, just the—I would say this the creativity and the genius of Gordon Bombay. It's, it's pretty <laughs> amazing that he actually wasn't coaching earlier in life. I mean, how tormented he must have felt. But this is one of the great coaching jobs in hockey history. Wow! Miracle or this? Who who was better? Herb Brooks had better players. The man. better coaching Herb, job. Herb Brooks had the Herb Brooks had the best amateur players in the world. Or Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Mount Rushmore of I hockey coaches. Those yeah. two are on it for sure. <laughs> Okay, what was your favorite thing about the Mighty Ducks, Judd?
1: Oh, th- this is easy. This is a slam dunk, boys. February 29, 1992 was the date that the Minnesota North Stars played host to the Hartford Whalers. A 5-4 overtime loss when the kids, when, when they uh, attend the game, yes, that is the whale that they're playing. And there's actually good scenes from that. They They clearly went and shot a ton from that game. Uh, And unlike splicing together, let's say, the Knicks-Kings game that was, you know, absolutely a garbage game and then trying to sell it as the NBA Finals, they do a very nice job of basically saying, hey, it's the present for the kids being successful. He takes them to this game at the Met, which is great. And then the second part that I love, too, was the brief appearance by former North Stars Basil McRae and Mike Madano. McCray and, was he was he was a goon, right? Yes. But I mean he okay. Yes, yeah. But I love I love so McRae has lines about, you know, aren't you Gordon Bombay? You're a legend, blah, blah, blah. And Mike Madonna was probably around twenty at the time, and his line is I boy, heard you were a farmer. Boy, a farmer. I heard you were a farmer. And like he delivers it as stiff as you possibly can.
0: And I think that I, I think thought that they, was great. The writing in this movie was uh, questionable, to say the least. But yes. I think one of the themes throughout the movie was supposed to be, oh, people, people like remembering him as a hockey player and then misremembering what he does for a living, right? Because at one point, yes. someone said he was a doctor and a yeah, farmer.
1: But but the thing about it too is is that Basil McRae grew up in Canada. Gordon Bombay was a legend, supposedly Pee Wee, I believe, in Minnesota. Basil McRae wouldn't have heard of Gordon Bombay um, under any circumstance. Under any. What do you
0: mean?
1: Did did you guys see during the course of the North Stars Whalers game the boards at the Met? Because
0: there was a Kmart ad.
1: There was also a 1500 KSDP AM ad because they carried the games games back back then. They carried the games, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Al called so, the games on our station. So, yes, there there was a there was a station ad on the boards at Med Center. Hey,
2: hey, Gordo. Jordan Bombay, right? You remember me? Sure, from Pee Wees. This guy used to rule in Pee Wees. This guy used to
1: rule oh, in Pee Oh, yeah?
2: Pee-wees. I heard you're a farmer. Actually, I became a lawyer. I'm coaching Pee Wee now, and this is my team, the Ducks.
0: Ducks, hey. this is Basil McCray
2: and Mike Modano. Oh, oh, didn't we, it. It. we didn't know. All right, all
0: right. Hey, Ducks, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. If you ever want a shot, let me know. I'll give you a try with the Meyer Club.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is nearly 20 years after he played Pee Wee, and Basil McRae's just like, yeah. And I, I love how the kids mail in their lines. Yeah. Kids, this is Basil McRae and Mike Madano, and they say, hey, kids, clamor about that. Eh, yeah, no, oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> like, this, that was the most mailed-in
0: sequence. Hilarious! All right, Dex. What was your favorite part of this movie?
1: Uh, yeah, this. I think a lot of
3: people who love this movie know this fact, and it might even be in your factoids towards the end of this, as we usually like to do. But uh, co- uh, Connor Banks, he lives at four fifty. Adam, Adam Banks. Adam Banks, right? Banks. I said Connor Banks. Yeah, Adam Banks lives at four fifty North Hennepin Avenue. Did you guys Google where four fifty North Hennepin uh, Avenue? Is?
1: I thought about it. I it thought was, about it, but I did. And at the yep. time when they shot this film, it was a parking lot.
3: Yeah, so it's it's the right now. It's basically it's the intersection of the light rail at Fifth. It, it, it's it's Fifth and Hennepin, and so also it's down,
0: right downtown, right
3: in the heart of downtown. And so bas- it's like right
0: across from the Loon, basically. Yeah,
3: basically it's Auggie Strip Club. It's basically Auggie <laughs> Strip Club. Well, what's it's wrong the with closest that? thing to it you can make. What? Like Auggie's is like four twenty-five, but it's the closest establishment to it. Like that Buzz Mart, the Copper Melt, the Bank's Rock.
0: Yeah, so my oh, favorite. Yeah. Adam Banks's mom had yeah. she was a working woman.
3: I don't know what So, she, you know, yeah. I don't know what she was doing she at night, but he about. was but Adam Banks formulating his uh, hockey career living lived above Augie Strip Club, lived man.
1: Right downtown, too, man. Yeah. Right downtown. He he was no hawk.
3: So, yeah, my, my, and a lot of people know that that that, you know, anyone who loves this Mighty Ducks movie and my god, there are a lot of Minnesotans who love this film and I'm excited to do our final ranking when we get there, but my favorite part is the fact that 450 North Hennepin, yeah, is basically an intersection, but if you really want to get down to it, it's Augie Strip Club. That's he amazing. was living above Auggie's.
0: Oh my god! That's actually a <laughs> where I spent segue some time in. myself. Oh really?
1: Auggie's Oh, I've been to Auggie's. Oh, a friend of Roger. mine once dropped his cell phone in there by accident I had to go retrieve it the next day. You had to go retrieve it? No, a, oh. a friend of mine. But Same. I've been there. I I used oh. to go go there. Yeah, um, great wings. Great wings! I'm huh? sure they have amazing yeah, great food w- there. Great please, w-
0: please welcome wings.
1: Tammy to the stage. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just, here the yeah. just here for the articles. <laughs> just here for the articles. Oh the yeah, wings. just a true professional. <laughs> uh, so my favorite thing about this movie was just like all of the Minnesota things nostalgically. I mean, you had you had the the Skyway. I, I thought they were at one point they were skating through City Center. And Judd, you said it was also what was the other the part, old the conservatory. Galleria?
1: Conservatory, okay. which is where the Target buildings are now.
0: Yeah. They tore so it down. So that was – Didn't work That out. was amazing. There was – early – the first scene in the movie, was it Liquor Lyle's or Lee's Liquor Lounge that they were – I thought there was one of those two, like over by Tar- – what's the one over by Target Field? I think that's Lee's Liquor Lounge. Lee's Liquor Lounge. Lee's Liquor Lounge. Liquor Lounge. Yes, it is. Liquor Lyle's yep. in Uptown. Yep. And just closed, right? Yes, I believe it Liquor It's going to be sold, yeah. 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 It, yep. it might, Yeah. 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 You had Coon Rapids Ice Arena, New Hope Ice Arena, Minnetonka Ice Arena, a Minnetonka Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. You had Mickey's Diner, the Met Center, just all of these, these, these either iconic places or just sort of random arenas like the New Hope Ice Arena. It's kind of just a random. Where, arena. Where did famous. the
1: Conways live? Because like I couldn't figure out yeah. where they live. Uh, the, uh, it's in my least favorite parts of okay. this movie. Okay, I'll say it. I'll stop. We'll save that. I was just curious. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, let's let's go in reverse order. We'll go back to Declan here. What's what was your least favorite part of the? Okay. Movie? So my
3: least favorite part is yes. Yeah, so he lives in Minneapolis. That's clear. That's very very clear. Yep. My, the Minnesotan in me, although loves the nostalgia and loves all the artifacts in Minnesota. I don't. I don't love the Minneapolis Saint Paul cross. So she lives in Minneapolis, but she works at Mickey's Diner. Yeah. As someone who grew up a Saint Paul kid, I grew up in Saint Paul. Yeah. No person lives in Minneapolis and works at Mickey's Diner. Second. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's people that would work in Minneapolis and live in St. Paul and vice versa. Correct. But if – and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be demeaning. If you're a waitress, why would you travel all the way to St. Right. Paul when you could – there's a million restaurants you could work at? And Doesn't the, make sense.
3: the fact when he finally – when Bombay takes her on a date. So he <laughs> is back home in Minneapolis. She has come home from work at Mickey's. And then I believe they are back at Rice Park in St. Paul at the Landmark. So yeah. they, they that, went from yeah St. Yes, Paul thank you. to Minneapolis. I was getting really confused. Date night back to St. Paul would never happen. And especially in the wintertime, especially yeah. in the wintertime, you would not be commuting back and forth twice in, in, in that span for a date night. No way that would happen. So there was some Minnesota misconnections here yeah. that really irked me because I know that that would just absolutely not happen.
0: Those are my least This is like parts. this is like when Philadelphia people watch the original Rocky movie. Right. When he does when he does his iconic run throughout the city and they keep showing shots of him in the industrial section, then he's running up the steps of the old library, right? And if you're not from Philadelphia, you're just like, Oh, he's running through the city and he finishes his run at the top of the hill and somebody mapped out like scene by scene, okay, he's running here at this point, he's running <laughs> here, and they mapped out if you would have made that run, it would have been like a twenty eight mile run. <laughs> Spoiler alert two.
3: Spoiler alert two. If we do do number two, the intro is even worse to the 90 Ducks in terms of the geographical oh, unbelievableness that happens let's in the do first it. ninety seconds.
0: Love it. We should do. Let's let's not do it next week, but let's definitely but Dex do is D2 right. D two at some point. Yes. Yeah. it Doesn't make right. sense. So that's my least favorite. Part. All right, Joe. What's your least favorite part of this movie? Uh, Dex, please
1: please play the clip that you played previously where Bombay is talking to Coach Riley.
2: Bunch of losers. That's right, coach. They are losers. We hate losers, don't we? They don't even deserve to live. Maybe you're right. Maybe banks won't make a difference. But at least we're playing by the rules. Why'd you turn against me, Gordon? For six (laughs) years, I taught you how to skate. I taught you how to score. I taught you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats. And now look at yourself. You're not even a has-been. You're a (laughs) never-was.
1: Okay, so here's the thing about this film. The writing was really weird because I thought they did some things pretty well for what they were trying to get at. Okay? Case in point, of a thing I liked. I like the fact that um, Bombay's relationship with Pacey's mom, I like the fact that that basically wasn't a ton of storyline. Like, they could have developed that a little bit more, and they really didn't, which I applaud. But what Declan just played, that clip drives me crazy. It is so lazy of the writers to have, okay, here's what we're going to do. Two of the kids are going to be behind a wall or a pole sort of listening to this. And, of course, there's going to be the misinterpretation of what Gordon Bombay says. And they're going to think that he thinks that they're a bunch of heels and losers and and that they're no good. But that's really not what he means. But we're going to address two things at once, and it's so creative. And then they're going to get mad, and it's going to create a rift in the film that – Come on. Like, it is so lazy. It was so stupid. I I can't begin. The The scene itself is absolutely fine. And it could have just been a scene. But to have, oh, two of the players who are a little volatile are going to hear it. And it's just, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it because I thought it was so, so lazy of the people that wrote this film
0: yeah I it was it was weird like the like, like the, the fact that the kids these kids are smart enough in a lot yes. of ways throughout the movie right these are like and they're straight pretty, smart they're supposed
1: to be straight smart
0: yeah and they don't pick up on a clear argument between these two guys and, and why are they even there like they're just well, randomly no' that's, hiding behind a wall exactly like it was form. Yeah, It yeah like, super weird
1: are they going to the concession stand and they just hear their coach t- talking and decide let's hang back here so that we can spy on Mr Bombay. Ba-
0: yeah it was anyway. it was bizarre. Um, and that, it kind of goes hand in hand with Miley's favorite thing in this movie. What is the deal with the evil career Pee-wee coach? So like <laughs> he's just coached yeah. the Hawks Pee-wee team for like 20 or 30 years and looks the and same he, by and the way. and he looks the same yeah, as he did what, in he looks better years. at 91 than he did in 73. Yeah, like they couldn't they couldn't have given him like a beard or something. Isn't that weird? So he literally looks the same as he did 20 years earlier. Didn't didn't they think at some point, all right, let's <laughs> Let's give him like a gray beard and have him be just be kind of an old codger at this point. And no, he looks or just looks get a like different actor his, to play the play the young coach. That would work too. Um, but I don't really understand. I don't understand. Um, I don't understand why he's still coaching peewees. and why wouldn't wouldn't uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like wouldn't most pee coaches be fathers of kids or like it would be dads I, right or moms like coaching I think teams. So. He's just a random guy sure, that but just coaches kill so. little ten year old. Well, and know, and, the and berates
1: over. them and rides them into the ground. I'm like, who wouldn't have got this guy fired at some point?
0: Yeah, and then there's the scenes where he tells when when Adam Banks goes and plays for the Ducks yes. they're playing in the championship game and he brings those two Adam's former friends over and says, I want you to take him take him out. Take him out, take him out right? And so they take him out and he, he runs into the pool after hitting uh after hitting a goal or whatever. And so the, so the the referee takes one of the kids and I think puts him in the penalty box for two minutes. By the way, he just like almost murdered yes. Adam Banks on yeah. the ice. Two minutes. Fult- Fult- Fulton Reed comes over and just dumps a player into the bench and gets a game misconduct, and he's out of the game for, for good. And uh, Hawks player almost kills Adam Banks and just gets a two-minute minor, which is amazing. And then as Hawks player is going into the penalty box... The co- the evil coach walks over and gives him a little high five, like yeah, that's okay. Right, right. So just evil peewee coach for twenty years, thirty years is just a weird guy. And he
1: wouldn't have been fired, like he didn't get fired. He wouldn't be fired at some. I mean, like he is he is evil to these kids. Um and and also why did they write in the line there? So, so Banks gets hit and he's clearly unconscious or he's hurt pretty badly. And the one kid who still likes Banks says to, to the kid that that ran him into the post. What did you do? And the kid says back, "My job. My job."
0: Like, why? Why is that
1: in there? Like,
0: my in, job. It,
1: like, it, okay, we get the fact that these people are bad. Like, you know, my job. Anyway, I love it. By the way, are the Hawks supposed to be Edina? Uh yes. Keep I think referring to them as cake eaters. eaters I think Edina? so. That that was my takeaway. Okay. Yes, because they because the one kid on the Ducks keeps calling Banks that so.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. What was what was the least believable part of this movie? We'll go back to Declan here.
3: Uh. Oh my God. I have so many least believable parts here. Fire away. Uh, from Fire. the kids wearing warm-up uh, hoodies and football helmets in yes. a pe- like. Okay. I understand it's District Five, but you're telling me like it. I, you guys have to have a uniform. Like Charlie Conway's wearing a gopher hockey sweatshirt. Well, you have to have like the right helmet safety equipment yeah, and yeah. safety yeah, and they don't exactly. have it at all yeah there's guys wearing football helmets yes. um also the drawn-up plays i know the flying v is cool that that doesn't work uh the oh, i forget who's the girl that does the spin to, to distract them yeah. while she's figure skating that doesn't work yeah. but probably my favorite one my least believable part is like they're, they keep showing the newspaper clippings of like their big wins toward towards like the end I don't know if you noticed this, but on the publication, it says America's number one hockey publication. America's number one hockey publication is covering a Wee hockey league in Minnesota. Look, we are the state of hockey. Let's own that. And we love it. There is zero chance the number one hockey
1: publication is covering nine-year-old Wee hockey tournaments. It does not happen. Actually, that is a real publication. Let's Play Hockey is a real yeah. publication I know Let's Play which has that tag. And, yes, but, it is hilarious that every week all they do is cover District 5. Like, like every has, single De- week.
0: De- Declan has hit on my most – my least believable thing in this movie is just the extensive media coverage for <laughs> Kiwi Hockey. Everything the radio, from, the radio g- calls, g- yes. game recaps, play-by-play of the games, uh, and now here yep. comes – here comes Gordon Bombay. It's 19, like, what? It's, it's just like in the 70s? It's, or just it's all on the marble for the 19th century. You thing. are listening to the State
1: Pee Wee Hockey Championship on 1500 KSDP-AM coming up next music.
0: Yes. It's hilarious. And then people, you know, everyone has the newspaper clipping of, like, why does Hans have the newspaper clipping of Gordon missing the penalty shot? Because you got to remember
1: your failures. He says
0: that. Oh, wait, 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 like, why? What do you mean? Because he probably, had, he probably had cash on the opposing team. Hans is probably gambling on the opposing team to the Hawks. I love it. And uh, what I want to know is like, who are the play-by-play announcers for these right. for these pee wee hockey? Is it, like, <laughs> is it on cable twelve? Like, what? Like, wh- dude, it was nineteen seventy
1: three. That it was radio. There, <laughs> I, there I, was yeah. no cable twelve. Anthony
0: LaPantha just calling some pee wee <laughs> hockey games. Bombay yeah. Conway Conway oh, Over to Reed. Dan, Conway, lo- Yeah. Conway losing to Carp. Yeah. Carp, Reed. Uh, Carp, back to Reed, over to Conway. Back to Fulton. Right. Fulton fires, goes one.
1: <laughs> All right, so here's mine. Least believable part is, is so these kids suck. Like, these kids are awful. They can barely skate, and you know what? That's fine. Like, they're peewees. It's not surprising. But Bombay basically decides that he likes them, embraces these kids in being their coach, and takes them to get the equipment. And slowly but surely, they don't just sort of improve. So, hey, they're better. That's great they become, like, elite-level peewee
0: players. Yes. So by, by the end... Wait, wait for D2 and D3, by the way. By, yeah. by the end! God. By the
1: end, they are a freaking machine! They are like Shattuck St. Mary's. They are... <laughs> I mean, the flying V works... Almost,
0: almost good enough to make up the entire U.S. national team in a sequel coming to you Oh, you, you got to be kidding me. Dude, yeah, but, it's unreal.
1: But, I mean, like, all of a sudden... And then, and then there were confusing things about, like, who was doing what. And like De- Dex said, the girl who's on the team, and they set up the play where she's by the goal twirling, but she's on figure skates, which I don't even know if you can wear you, in you hockey. Can't. You can't. Okay, so she's on those skates. And, by, and and unless I missed it, I saw her be recruited onto the team, but I really didn't see her playing a role before she suddenly serves as a distraction. But I just – the fact that these kids could barely stand up on skates and then get equipment and it somehow morphs them into the 1980 U.S. Olympic team to me, I I struggled with a little bit. I do think this, guys. This, to me, was written as originally the Bad News Bears for hockey and Disney said, oh, no, no, it's going to be happier than that. Yeah, Because, like, Gordon Bombay – and we'll t- talk about the acting ability of Estevez here. But Gordon Gordon Bombay shares a lot of the same issues as as Buttermaker did in Bad News Bears. But Matthau is a great actor. And Emilio Estevez, not so much. But I really think the characters were supposed to be sort of the same, crusty, sort of drunken, lives falling apart, kids help them. Uh, but they, it wasn't supposed to be probably as positive as what uh, Disney did to the Mighty Ducks.
0: I remember, it's funny, like watching this back last night. It's, it's been at least 10 years since I've seen this movie. And I remember in my head, Emilio Estevez being a much better actor than he was in this movie. Just because of all the big movies he was in. I mean, not all of them. He was in a handful of big movies, I guess. Brat including pack. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, The Brat Yeah, pack. The, Brat, the Brat Pack movies. Yeah. Um, and he was just, uh, just a really bad actor in this movie, I guess. I don't think he, he could he carry also, a I, film. He couldn't carry a film, but I also don't think that he thought this was going to be a big movie. In fact, yeah. there are there are reports that say, like, he's kind of shocked at how much this defines his career. Yeah. And it really is. It's it's the defining. I think this defines his career more than Breakfast Club does. Um, all right. Who are we, um, are we still on Least Believable Thing? No, we, I think, I we, think, all we, think we, least all, we all, nope. all divulged there. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. What, um, before we get to uh, some of the other categories here, I want to throw out a couple things at you guys quick. So NHL comparisons I want from you guys, from Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, NHL comparisons for, let's start with Adam Banks. NHL comp for Adam well, Banks. Well, he's
1: supposed to be Gretzky. Right, yeah. 99, because he wears yeah, the he wears jersey. Um, but he's not. He's not. He's, you know what? He's, he's he, Dex, I think he's okay. He's good. I don't think he he's great. Mm. I mean, he's playing with kids who, who three months before could barely stand up on skates. Is he Fiala? Um, no, I know. You know what I think. Reality check. I like Ryan Hartman. The reality check of Banks. It's probably is Ryan Hartman. What? No. He's Ryan Hartman. That's an insult Over- to Banks. What are you talking about? Overrated Dude, Banks is a stud, man. No, he's Banks supposed to be. What I'm saying. Overrated. He's the next one who's going to end up with a broken life, having drank too much in community what? service. Is that Ryan Hartman? Why do you why do you, why do you think that? <laughs> because he's going to he's, he's not that good. He's not as good as he thinks he is.
0: Bank. I think mean, he's the best player Bank in the He is the best player in the entire he's franchise. Supposed he's supposed to be. He's, he's very I'm, clearly going to play in the NHL someday. Yeah.
1: I am serving a reality check to say no, he's not. Okay.
0: All right, NHL comp <laughs> for Fulton
3: Reed. Go ahead. Jack uh big defenseman who's got a big slapper but doesn't really I can see some Bufflin in him. I can see some Bufflin in him. Like you know, he he's he's a big dude. He's got a big slap shot. Bufflin hasn't played in a couple of years for for personal reasons. But I can see some Dustin Bufflin in his game. What do you think, Judd? He was another defenseman that pops Dustin Bufflin up, like, was heart? pretty
1: good. This guy has a good slap shot, but he Maybe really rack can't up some skate. penalty
0: minutes. He's, yeah. he's an enforcer who's got a little offense. Bugard. But Bugard didn't yeah. have a shot. Like, Bugard's one kid's a, but this,
1: priority but, was to
0: throw hands. But this
1: kid's a goon. I mean, he tossed a kid into the bench. He lifted him up and tossed him
0: into the bench. Yeah. He's a goon. What about Charlie, Charlie Conway? Zach Parise. I was going to say. Zach Parise, Zach, Parisi, right? Zach Not the most skilled, but he's right. gritty, great leader. That was probably he good. always chokes, right? Is that? I think that was, that's oh! the line. Oh! No, that's... So, that's the line. I did not Conway. see
3: that, Zach. That's the, what? Goff. that's the line one of the kids uses the Conway at the first yeah, practice or game. but you just said game. it in
1: relation. You said Zach Parisi, and then he always chokes. Well, Whoa. I mean. You thought I was being mean to the, Ryan Hartman?
3: Where's the evidence? He went to the finals once wow. and has
0: well, made it to the second round. I, only... I,
1: I did not see that coming.
0: By the way, Charlie Conway definitely didn't choke on that penalty shot. That no, yeah. he did though. Top, he made it like shelf. his coach didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's Have true. you worked on your move? How about you finish what you started? One production note here, Jake Gyllenhaal turned down the role of Charlie Conway. (laughs) Emilio Estevez was cast in 1991 as the director was impressed by his performances in Brat Pack Pack films, The Outsiders, The Breakfast Club, and St. Elmo's Fire from uh, the mid-1980s.
1: I've got two notes off of that right here, Phil Mackey, because I was so intrigued by this film. Jake Gyllenhaal's parents stopped him from taking the role his parents put their foot down and said, no, you're too young. And Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez's brother, was originally offered the Bombay role. Wow. According to the notes I've got here, he was offered the the role for Gordon Bombay, but turned it down, and Emilio Estevez, his brother, took the role later on.
0: Funny. I could totally see that. Like, I'm just envisioning his character in Major League, but as a hockey coach. Mm Mm-hmm. I could I could totally see that. One other note on this here, uh, just Gordon's relationship with Charlie's mom is super <laughs> weird. Like she hates him at the beginning, and then there's that whole scene where there I think it's the Rice park scene where she's fantasizing about living in an ice castle, and that's my room up there. Yeah. And that's then I gave funny. Charlie yeah. that room, and then and then Gordon, you know, Gordon's like, oh, which room can I have? And she just you know, like listen, a, a, an, an easy transition of like the topic, right? Well, what room can I have? And she stares at him like. What? Why are you already thinking about our future together? You can't just come into our lives and envision us living in this ice castle together. What are you doing? <laughs> She's very, very jaded.
1: Very right. She's very jaded. I feel like there, there was a story arc f- for her that didn't get told. Like about the ex.
0: I'm good with that, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, by the way. I'm oh,
1: I am that. too. No, <laughs> I, I actually – my favorite part about the the relationships in this film was the fact that they didn't develop that one too much. I was really – because they could have done way more with it. I was so happy. There was no obligatory sex scene. There was none of that. I was very happy about that.
0: Actually, would this, this have doesn't... been the weirdest if, – if they would have thrown in an obligatory sex scene between Gordon Bombay and Charlie's mom about two-thirds of the way through, would it have been the mo- like the weirdest, most out-of-place – like just an un- like a seven-minute, just uncomfortable – and then boom, they're back in the back of the room. Seven minutes, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, what?
1: What? I mean, he he must be a champion yeah, if it's for seven him. minutes. <laughs> if if you can put, if you can give him seven minutes in, in a film, I know a lot I mean, of I know a lot listen, of people he, that he,
0: really look up to Emilio Estevez. He is Gordon Bombay. Game all of right. Thrones
3: doesn't even go seven minutes. I mean, that that, that that's vulgar. That's a lot. Vulgar, um, I don't all mean, right. vulgar.
0: The last couple categories here, boys. So we're gonna. So we've done. We've done the villain rankings in action movie rewind. We've done the relationship rankings in rom com rewind. We're gonna do the believability of the sports action alone yep. rankings here. All right. And so we're looking for a score one through ten, just the believability of the sports action alone as a category, one through ten, Judd.
1: Well, if it was based on the Hawks uh, and their play. I would give it a nine because the Hawks looked very real. But unfortunately, it's not the two side story here. I'm going to give it a three. It it gets a three. That's
0: actually pretty generous. There was a figure. There was
1: a figure skater yeah. to the set. Well, but but keep in mind, too. In the last two months, we have watched a film that had a Knicks Kings NBA Finals. Okay, it's true. That's true. So I've been with out Lawrence, on the list. with Lawrence Thunderbird Funder- in the last minute. Bobby Jackson. So I'm. I'll give it a three because. Some of it was, uh, the, the one thing that I thought was hilarious, though, was, was when Conway takes the penalty shot to win the entire thing and he doesn't wear his helmet. Like, it's just off. Like, it's like also, circa 1971 the, the, National Hockey League.
3: The cockiness of Conway to do like four circles before he takes the puck. <laughs> In a, like, it's one thing. Like, I could see an NHL player doing that, like just doing a couple circles, getting ready to go. But, like, Charlie, this is a peewee game. Explore your Jets, bro. Like, cool your Jets <laughs> a little bit here, man. Like, you, you, you've also used no your helmet yogurt. on. Like I hel- love that, though.
1: I love no, that. No, but it's hilarious. It's Pee yeah. hockey. They, like, you'd be tossed out for that.
0: Uh, some great hockey. Charlie Conway with some great hockey hair. Three great for hockey. me. Yeah,
3: That's- the believability. Yeah, I think, honestly, I'm just going to. I'm going to cop out and say three as well. I mean, also, Goldberg, and and if we do number two, we will find why Goldberg's even a more flawed goalie and why the belief in Goldberg is just not.
1: So he doesn't move to Philadelphia? Like, he doesn't. What? Spoiler alert, he doesn't. Why did they put that line in the movie then? Like, you didn't even And need let's that just line. say another
3: goaltender Super gives weird. gives him a run for his money and is clearly the better netminder oh, uh, going, shows going up, huh? forward. Yeah, seriously. Like, he is Janicek. Like, yeah, yeah, Janicek won you a national championship. Like, we're not playing yeah. for a national championship here. Great. Oh, that's a great um, I love that line. But at the same time, yeah, like, there's roller skating. He basically takes this band of misfits. And, and also, <laughs> the, the the scene where he first meets the team, I don't think that's a pond. Like, it looks like a, like everyone's like, oh, you can't go on the ice. That's the ice. It's like, is that like a, that looks like a field that you just flooded. What it's park not, is I think that? It is. I, I, a Pearl. I think it's Pearl Park in Minneapolis. I think is, it's Pearl Park. Is there a pond there or no? Um, I know there's a bunch of baseball fields there. I've never seen no, an but you ice. Look- Oh, yes. Yes, there is. There is. That's where Hockey Day uh, – well, I don't know if it's the exact site where Hockey Day was in Minneapolis in 2020, but – Oh, I, th- I thought yeah, that was I a parade. It's, I think it's – well, that is parade. Yes, that that Hockey Day was parade. Okay. But I think we're there. I think that's Pearl because it's the skyline view. I mean, yeah, I think that's Pearl Park. Dumb I have, question. Like, baseball games where, there. Where's Pearl Park? Uh, right off 394 and Penn, so you turn right. I try every day. Yeah, you literally—it's the first exit <laughs> off Penn, off 394. <laughs> you turn right. It's a
0: bunch of balls. It's a of very nice fields. area. With some nice houses yeah, over there. Really some nice great place. baseball field. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a three. So, you should get—you you should get out and explore Minneapolis once Seriously, in a while. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> guy.
1: That's hilarious. I drive by that park <laughs> yeah, so, on a daily basis. It's
0: a three. It's, so a three. it's a three for you guys. It's a two for me. I mean, my God, yeah. like there's the only realistic thing in this movie was uh, was Adam Banks just being a really good kid hockey player. The Hawks so, are
1: realistic. They're really good.
0: Yeah, I mean that's like their goaltender looks the part. Yeah, so but it's a it's a two for me, and that that makes it a two point seven when you take the three scores into consideration. So two point seven out of ten (laughs) on believability of sports action. Okay, Okay, now we're just now it's just the movie rate rated by entertainment value one through ten. Judd, Uh, I'm going to give it a six.
1: Okay, it's a six. It was fine. It it was um, if it had if it hadn't been a Disney production. I actually think it's higher because it, you know the Bombay character then probably is a little bit more real and and jaded which I would have liked personally <laughs> but i'll but I'll go six I, I I enjoyed it I'm not sorry I didn't watch it for thirty years okay, okay. Dex uh Again, I, I think the
3: Minnesotans love, love, love this. This is a gospel to them. Seriously, this movie really? is gospel to them. They lo- Hockey sure. fans especially. I shouldn't say all Minnesotans, but hockey fans, this is gospel to them. And a and bunch of kids my age, because this came out in 92, I was born in 92. If you're from that era, you're a 90s baby, Like this is one of the, like, the iconic sports movies. That being said, it's a very flawed film, dude. It is, it is not that great of a movie. So I'm, I'm still going to give this a 7. Which is generous, in my opinion. It's generous for how much I'm talking smack about it, but it's fine. And I like to rewatch it again because it reminds me of being a kid. And it's Minnesota. So if I wasn't from Minnesota, it's probably lower, honestly. It probably is. But it's a seven. It's not a great movie. It's good. I'm glad I watched it again for the first time in a while, but it's a seven.
0: So it, I think being from Minnesota and just the, it, it's a Minnesota movie. I mean, there's a, there's a few of these, and we'll, I'll, I'll get to a list of options for the next one, which also includes a Minnesota movie. But, um, it's an eight for me. I think what? like obviously, oh. I, th- the believability is very low, but it's if you can just <laughs> put aside the believability of the sports for a second, it's it's entertaining from uh, it's entertaining from two perspectives. It's sort of just a popcorn candy yeah. predictable sports movie. Um, but it's also entertaining because there's so many unintentional laughs and bad acting. And so it's it's one of those movies that I just love to watch whenever it happens to be on. So it's an 8 for me, which makes it a 7 average score between the three of us for the Mighty Ducks. Boys, I think we should do another sports movie next week. I think we should go on a little, little run of sports movies here and give the give the people what they want. And because it's baseball season, I have three baseball sports movies from... Similar era, like late 80s to the mid-90s. I want to throw The love three of the game is out. Way. I'm not
1: doing that. I'm not doing That's, do- late, I'm that's not. late 90s. We'll okay. get to that at
0: some point. No. We will do that one at some point. <laughs> just awful. Okay. He flirts with a perfect game. The, no, the, the, the mechanism. mechanism. So I want to throw these three out, and right. then we can discuss and maybe pick one at random, okay? So the original Major League from
1: 1989.
0: Okay. Sandlot and then Minnesota based little big league from 1994
3: <laughs> ooh i like all these movies i'm co- I, honestly i'm cool with any well, of these sandlot's three. a sandlot's a classic. classic i almost feel like um, so, we should
1: do some
3: yeah cuz i think i we, would praise
0: if, sandlot I, I, I think it's fa- great then i think the best one for the purposes little of big this league is, is little best. big league is yeah. going yeah
3: may as well keep going i don't right.
0: i've only seen
1: parts of this film i have again wow. never wow. seen the whole the young
3: valley fair Valley Fair, big Valley Fair uh, part in this movie.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, pre from wild, pre wild
3: thing. I think Valley Fair. Even. Oh like, that's no, that's how it's oh. like when it was like one of the first year Valley Fair is open. I think. Uh, yep, this yeah. is early Valley Fair.
0: All mm-hmm. right, so we're doing Little Big League next week for Minnesota or for sports movie rewind. It really is Minnesota sports movie rewind because little back to back Minnesota. Let's just do all, all films right. from here. There's a ton oh, of films. all Minnesota films. There, yes. Yes. Yeah, what's uh jingle all the way? Wasn't that shot here? Yeah, too? Yeah, that
3: was that shot up. We almost did that. Um, another, yeah.
0: yeah what lots. was
1: the Christian Slater one? Baboon Heart or something? Hmm. Do, you, do you guys recall I that one?
0: Seen no, I'm thinking. Was
1: right know. after he. I think it was right after he did Heather's, which is an absolute classic film. I think. <laughs> And he shot a film here. I, I think we had. I think the state had better tax breaks in the '90s for film. Yeah. <laughs> no, have, I'm dead serious. I think it did too. I'm not joking. No, I think we right. had tax breaks here
0: that might have gone away.
1: Let's get them back. Well, I love
0: Hollywood. Well, there it is. That's Judd's first ever viewing of The that Mighty was, Ducks. I'm glad it's all right. We'll put D2 on the list at some point. I'll wait 30 I thirty years. That, that one might even have more fodder for us. D2. How bad is but, it? Uh,
3: it? It it's it's,
0: it's flawed. It's <laughs> It's
1: flawed. I love how Declan now has to pick apart things from his childhood yeah. and just admit that they were probably crap. Oh, and it's, awful, it's painful because he can't help himself. He has to do it, but he just like covers his eyes and says stuff like, it was flawed.
0: Oh, God. Julie the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Julie the Cap. <laughs> All right. We like, got we we to run. We That's go. a wrap on um, Mackie and Judd for today. Don't forget to uh, check <laughs> out our YouTube channel, Score North MN and Purple Daily Podcast for daily Vikings conversations. We'll see you guys.